0: He's Jonathan, he's Timothy, and this is Project 1517, Scripture, Theology, Life. What in the world? Jude now moves to his second text, but it's not from the Bible, at least not completely from the Bible. He is going to use a text from the assumption of Moses. We just have to talk about this. We have to talk about the body of Moses. We have to talk about angels. We will rest in the fact that a murderer is defended by the archangel Michael. Jonathan, so we finished up Jude's very first text and commentary. He started with the Old Testament, and then he gave his commentary in verse 8 on the Old Testament. And now he's going to move to a second text called... Now, if any pastor did this on a Sunday morning, I think people would get pretty uncomfortable. But Jude... Bases his next encouragement <laughs> on the assumption of Moses. <laughs> A oh. pseudepigraphal work. So, A false should we right. read it? it? It's just two short verses. We have the the text itself and then the commentary. Why don't you read it? Why don't you read it? And okay. and as you do that, let's have our readers or our listeners remember. That this is now Jude strengthening his same argument that he's been making all along. We do not want to be this, in this camp of people who throw off the authority of Jesus. and, and here's why. <laughs> here's what he says, but even the arch- this is Jude 9 and 10, but even the Archangel Michael, when disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not himself dare to condemn him for slander, but said, the Lord rebuke you. Yet these people slander whatever they do not understand, and the very things they do understand by instinct, as irrational animals do, will destroy them. we got a lot of stuff to talk about. we got yeah. a lot of stuff to talk about. Don't you think we should, we should start by just talking about angels for a second and particularly this uh this term archangel archangel what in the world is an archangel yeah so i i love this because jude you know you get these little glimpses in the bible you know god pulls back the veil and he opens our eyes spiritually to be able to see what's around us and um he he's gonna pull back that veil and, and what we're gonna see is the archangel Michael. Only one angel is called an archangel in the Bible. Like so we're led to believe that Michael was even greater than Gabriel. So an so an Ark in Greek is first or, or primary, you know, mm-hmm. chief, you might say. So you, you could say, this is the chief angel. Who's the top, you know, the top dog angel to mix the metaphors? <laughs> yeah so and that's michael michael is. powerful, powerful in the angelic um armies you know <laughs> uh, he's the top we're general. told yeah we we should just let me just mention this uh getting too much into angelology uh is specifically forbidden in the Bible, we're told not to do that, we're told not to get too much into the study of angels, it doesn't do us any good. Uh, but we are told in just a few occasions, like in Daniel, I think it's in Daniel, is it Jan, Daniel chapter 12, where we're ta- told a little bit more about Michael and what a big role he has uh, in God's uh, army of hosts, you know, he has. Uh, and then you got it here, where here he's facing off with, uh, you know, the chief bad angel, which is the devil. So he's a pretty big deal, So this is a this is a a, a match of titans Michael yeah versus angelic titans yeah. Satan and what are they disputing about? Well, it says they're disputing about the body of Moses <laughs> <laughs> so a- so so basically um what we know from the Bible. Let's talk about what we know from the Bible first. Yeah, and it's really interesting what the scriptures say about the body. Really interesting stuff, right? Well, well, yeah, right. So Moses, he, instead of speaking to a rock, he hits a rock. And, and God's just angry about it. And the water comes out, right? And, yeah. and for this reason, Moses is not allowed to go into the promised land. He he dies at an unknown place on top of Mount Nebo. He can see the promised land, but he's not allowed to go in. So he's he's suffering the consequences for for that sin. And um that's all we know from the Bible. M- Moses dies somewhere right outside the promised land. Yeah yeah and and I think we should point out to our readers like, this is kind of a you know it's kind of a bizarre thing because the the major figures in in the Torah, you know, they get buried places and where we know they were buried. You know, it's kind of a big deal. So, for example, Joseph's bones get carried back from Egypt. Joseph's just a huge character in the book of Genesis, and that's just one character. But Moses, who is the main character of the Old Testament, I mean, Moses is the guy. We have no idea where he's buried. Which is that hits at something yeah. a lot better, right? It, it, you know, why don't we know? I, why why does Moses die in this unknown place? It's all speculation, right? Maybe it's because the Israelites would have worshipped him, such a big figure for them. God didn't want that. God knew that they didn't need yet another source of idolatry, or, um, you know, what are what are some other reasons uh, that Moses? We don't know where he's buried. Maybe it's because God raised him up a little bit early. <laughs> he he yeah, took, him, Moses, took his body, resurrected him or something. Moses shows up um with Jesus at the transfiguration with, and Elijah, you right. know, and Elijah who was assumed. <laughs> so in so heaven. so so these are just sort of so that's a little bit of speculations. It's it's not in the scriptures. Um but there is sort of an extra biblical account about this in this book that we already named, The Assumption of Moses. What's the, as we you know try to pull the storyline out of that, what's going on in The Assumption of Moses? What is this dispute about? Well, first of all, we should say this, this assumption of Moses, this uh, extra biblical writing, we actually don't have it extant. We don't have that text. We can only piece it together from from the church fathers. The other thing uh, that that we can say about it is that um, it, it's not it's it's not the Bible, and no better. Nobody ever thought that it was. So it's so it's interesting that that it's quoted here. But uh, to the story itself, to the narratives, apparently, from what least Satan thought he had some claim on Moses, and we should talk about maybe why. Satan thought that he could make a claim to Moses' body and take it for himself. Well I mean like all the big characters in the Bible, whether you're talking about David or Moses or you know it's just amazing Jonathan they all killed somebody else I mean that's the beginning of the story of Moses he goes and he sees a fellow Israelite getting beat up and this justice rises up in his heart. And he goes and kills the Egyptian in cold right. blood. It, it was cold blooded murder. And he had no vocation for that. He wasn't a police officer back then. He wasn't part of the Egyptian government. He did it on his own. He was a revolutionary in a very negative way. I mean, this he was murder. So so Call so what basically is. He's a like, this assumption of Moses fragment. It it tells the story of the devil coming and saying, "Moses doesn't deserve a burial. He's a murderer. He disobeyed God." Yeah, you, that body belongs to me. And Michael is that sinful body belongs. That's to right. Me. And 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 Michael is there, and he says, "The Lord rebuke you." and I, and i think that's just so huge because basically he's sitting there saying we there's this is a person who is a murderer but this is also a person that the lord jesus will die for and he is already hmm. covered in the blood that will be shed and yes he will be buried yeah and yes he will rise again in jesus name in jesus name Mm-hmm. The Lord rebukes that. The Lord when Satan that. comes at you and accuses you with your sin and says, You do that. You say you're right, Satan, I did it, but I am forgiven. Oh, and look at how much Satan hates us. He'll even dispute for our dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> amazing, amazing yeah. right? His hatred, like he'll he'll even like our lifeless corpse. I want that. You can't. But have God it. wants it, you know. God's sending out His most mighty warrior, Michael, and He's saying, "Go, go, take care of that body for me." Right. That—that's that, a exactly. body that I want standing next to Jesus as He's about to die for the sins of the world at the Transfiguration. Because He doesn't see Moses' sin. It's, Not any it's, of it. And. It's just amazing. And Moses had a pile of sin too that we know about. <laughs> it is amazing. And now the the point that Jude makes of it, the point that Jude makes of it is he's really illustri- he's really focusing in on Michael. Look at Michael, this perfect, powerful archangel, doesn't when this is going down with Moses, you know, with Moses' body, he doesn't say I rebuke you, as if he has his own authority. He says, the Lord rebukes you. And so even uh, even when it comes, he just has so much respect there for this bad angel, the devil. Even So there's respect, right? There's respect for, for the power um, and whatever authority the devil has. Right. Yeah, but there's no respect. And this is where Jude moves into his commentary mode. There's no respect for yeah, these slanders. The other way. They yeah. just have no respect for spiritual power at all. And they just slander everything and anything that they don't understand. So he's basically saying these false teachers are stupid. They, <laughs> they don't understand. So on the one hand, on the one hand... And I love this. On the one hand, you have this incredible gospel idea that Moses is getting slandered, all right, which his reputation's getting tarnished. Somebody's trying to say about this child of God who's had all his sins removed, you're a bad guy, and Satan gets your body, all right? So Moses, as a child of God, is held up. And yet, on the other hand, you have these people who slander things they have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> they slander the goodness of of God's commands, the beauty of human sexuality and and the way that God has has set it up and they just slander it and they slam it. And even though they have no they have no idea they what don't. they're talking about what's truly beautiful and right. They have no idea what they're talking about. Um the only thing they do understand and this is where it's really interesting so he says they don't understand you what's truly beautiful and what's truly right and they slander it and instead they do the very things they do understand this is what it says they understand by instinct so they're animals and so (laughs) they're animals they're no better than a donkey you know they're no better than than a dog they're no better now (laughs) we got some dog lovers out there but um they act on instinct their lower appetites as we've talked about in podcasts past they're irrational so like like we said like goats like dogs these kind of things they so basically what's happening is every idea that passes through their heads i'm gonna go do it yeah i feel something in my gut i feel something whatever i'm gonna go do it and everybody knows what that feels like you know you You see someone attractive walk by and something moves you inside of you and and they're like "Ooh, you know that (laughs) that's an instinctual passion and um instead of saying wow that is my sinful nature they just don't get that and and the other thing they don't get it they're irrational animals and so what happens as a result is that destroys them that's what jude says it destroys them podcasting scripture one book of the bible at a time for more information visit www.project1517.com or our facebook page we do invite you to support this ministry by sharing this podcast with family and friends and by giving us a good review on itunes you can also help with the costs of its production by giving a gift on our website this is project 1517 scripture theology life